Welcome to Lamestream here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. My name is Steve Cavendish. You can follow me on Twitter at Scavendish. Uh, if you like this show, you can rate, review, subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Tell somebody that you know they should watch Lamestream Sports. They you should, should watch. watch it. Yeah. I mean, they should I, watch I don't it. Know, I don't know where. They I mean, should watch some... the one minute we put on Twitter. Yeah, we put clips on Instagram. <laughs> but, but basically, they should listen to everything. So. <laughs> Let's listen to the show. Um, Is Twitter not as bad? I don't know. That's just a question here to start the show. Um, Megan Barry. Scroll past your Elon tweets and then get to. Uh, Megan Barry, our guest on the show, former mayor of the city of Nashville. And the reason MLS, uh, one of the reasons that MLS is here, of course, about to begin their fourth season. But a lot of other reasons to have her on this week. And that is to discuss a number of things. A mayoral race that is, I don't know, Steve, like like getting pretty kick-started here um a titan stadium deal that is going to be a, a big part of that mayoral race possibly um so a lot of reasons to talk to megan and and again this is mostly an oral history of how mls got here uh and then what does it mean looking forward to the tennessee titans so um that that is what we discussed with her today she was very gracious with her time we have steve I, i'm so excited to give you a little space later on in the show to do your favorite thing in the whole world complain about baseball <laughs> coming to Nashville and the media <laughs> and the media around baseball coming to Nashville. <laughs> Just saying, Oh man, get out of the way I, guys. <laughs> I mean, they, they really are just targeting the new guys now. Save it, save it. Save anyway, <laughs> so more music. It's our favorite pastime now on the show. <laughs> America's pastime, not baseball complaining about coverage of baseball. So we'll do that a little bit later on as well. And then Steve and I will have some, some time to discuss uh, about what we hear from Megan and the stadium deal and the mayoral race. And we'll get into all of that before we do. However, Lamestream sports is brought to you by Jasper's always brought to you by the free parking at Jasper's. Jasper's loves this con- this community so much that it is showing up for the children of Middle Tennessee at the Our Kids Soup Sunday event coming up this weekend at that's right Nissan Stadium, folks. That's right. It all it all comes it all, full circle. It's it all, all one big thing, just like a big bowl of soup. Uh, soup Sunday tickets are available. They're twenty five bucks. Kids love it. Jasper's is going to be there because they all they like to support the, the helping out the children of Middle Tennessee. I've worked for the with kids. Our, I, I've worked with our kids for. I've been on the board for like seven years now, and it's the best human beings. I sorry, Steve. I like you a lot, and, and but these are the the people that run that that clinic and help children are literally like the best humans in the city so um try 35 or 40 of the best soups in the entire city from some of the best chefs in the city including jaspers who will be at soup sunday all benefiting our kids ourkidscenter.com check it out okay go to jaspers also and eat, eat their food there too it's also great but on sunday go to go eat their food at soup sunday uh, all right here was our conversation with four former mayor of nashville megan barry Former Mayor Megan Barry joining us here on the show. How are you, Megan? Thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time today. Yeah, sure. I'm great. How are y'all doing this morning? Doing wonderful. Um, we've got a lot to discuss today. We'll get into yep. the 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 actual mayoral race in the Titan Stadium in the future. But I, I wanted to tell the story, sort of an oral history of MLS to Nashville, um, all the parts that, that went into that, all the moving parts and all the pieces. I know it's been documented, but the season's coming up. Year number four is about to start here. Yep. And so I thought it was a good time. While we've got all these things happening, you'd be a perfect person to talk to about this. And and can you just, let's go like all the way back to the very, very beginning. And okay. At, at least try. And sure. the first phone calls, the first person you spoke to, the first few days of the idea sort of sprouting, can you try to explain what that was like and what those conversations were? Sure. I mean, if you want to go all the way back, like it goes all the way back to when we were actually running for mayor. Um, when I was running, we were we were talking about this in mayoral forums. We did one back in 2015 and this was the topic. And I my vision was that I would love to see soccer come to Nashville. So it kind of like it started way back before that first phone call. Um, but you know, and I'm going to look down a minute cause I had to go back and look and, and just see where, um, some of this all happened. So I'm just going to do that as we're talking, but you know, that was part of the campaign. And then you have to remember Nashville was not on anybody's radar, right? Like nobody thought that we could be a soccer, uh, destination where, where MLS would come in and bring a new team. We were, 
as I think um, Garber put it at one point, we were a total afterthought, um, not even in, in the mix. So in early 2016, the USL um, was looking towards a franchise in Nashville. And I don't know if you all remember that. And then the MLS did an organizing committee. And so that that kind of got that that was formed. Then it took till about December of 2016 that that movement really heated up. And that's when you saw Bill Haggerty come on board. Um, and then uh, he left. And then John Ingram um, was around. And then, you know, they had like 10 possible spots where this could go. And Nashville was like not even, um, you know, part of this. And we had to do some some work first before we could even go pitch to MLS. And one of that was to say, like, where would we even put this? And at the time, the the fairgrounds uh, was a place that desperately needed some investment and some um, infrastructure improvement. You might remember at one point there was going to be a great transit line that was going to come down Nolan's uh, Nolansville Pike. Um, and so the soccer stadium needed to go at the fairgrounds. And that's where we identified that. And we did that in uh, January of 2017. Um, and then in February of 2017, we went to New York and we actually took a meeting uh, with Garber. And that was a great meeting. And that was kind of our first, uh, you know, our, my first time to, to talk with him. And I can remember them saying that, they, you know, it was great. They thought it was a great meeting, but we were still like, who is, who are these people and that are showing up on our door? Uh, then Vanderbilt, you know, they do their polls. So they did a great poll for us and or not for us, but that was um, out there for the um, the stadium. And, you know, 58 percent of the people polled said they wanted a stadium. They would support it. And I thought that was really um, amazing because you want the community to be in support of whatever you're going to do um, as a mayor. And then we included some uh, improvements in our capital improvement budget. We included about 150 million in revenue bonds for the new stadium. And then John Ingram, he bought, you know, the um, major stake. And then that I think really took took off with everything. Um, and that that meant that our profile went way up. So by July, we are now high on this list for expansion. And that made a huge difference. Uh, Garber actually came down to Nashville um, at that point, and, uh, and he was blown away. He said, you know, Nashville was never on anybody's list. And now you all are at the top. And I think that just shows you what can happen when the, when Nashville as a community comes together, because there were so many pieces, public pieces, private pieces, the community saying we want this that we actually were able to talk MLS into making us um, an expansion city. Um, and then, as they say, um, we got a deal uh, for that stadium back in September. And then in uh, they chose us that December. So and the rest is history. Uh, uh, the, it's interesting. So you ended up putting it at the fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, there, Every mayor for... 20 years has tried to deal with Carl Icahn and that PSC metals yeah, we uh, did too. <laughs> property downtown. Yeah. So I'm that I'm, I'm interested in, in sort of kind of like the, that sort of like sliding doors sort of piece of it, which is uh, could it have gone downtown and, and, and could, could that have, could that have been, I mean, that would have changed a lot if it had just kind of been in that spot instead. Sure. Well, I mean, when I came into office that, 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 eyesore that I would drive by every day was something that I really, really, really wanted to see go. And I didn't think that I didn't know what needed to go there. I just knew it didn't need to go there. You knew and it just didn't need the, to be a scrap metal facility. Right? Yeah, right. The, the gateway to our community. Um, and we did have all kinds of conversations, as you mentioned, um, as previous mayors have done and mayors since have done with no success. So at the end of the day, the fairgrounds absolutely needed that investment piece. And it made total sense. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a great place and great facility. Uh, and, uh, and I think we put it in just the right place. I, I think it, the, the sort of simplified version, and I was on local radio at the time in the morning. Yeah, so I remember. Part, part of our conversations to the people were trying to explain all of these things as they're unhappy, right. as they're, as they're unfolding, but like in not a like deep in the weed city council kind of way. And right. the, the way we understood it and the way I understood it. And I think it's, I think it's pretty accurate is that you need, you need great ownership. You need a stadium and you need an audience. And so I'm yep. curious, like, how does Don Garber phrase that to you specifically in your first meeting in New York 
where where sure. clearly where clearly you leave that conversation not high up on the list. Yeah. Obviously, we, we understand uh, John Ingram and what what he does, but sure. when, you get, when you get to the the July point, like what what literally is he saying to you in that meeting where he says, "How can you?" Does he say to you like, "How can you prove to me you you have an audience for soccer in Nashville?" Like, is that is that actually what he's saying to you? Yeah, he's saying that. He's also concerned about a stadium. I think let's go back to the first piece. Um, you know, one of the very first components that the MLS was looking for is can this community actually deliver on a stadium? Do they have a plan? Do they have the financing? Because they weren't going anywhere without that. Uh, and so, you know, clearly having John Ingram as the owner, as the key to the ownership piece and uh, making sure that we had the financing for it was was critical. And but at that meeting, you know, Garber is saying, that they know that Nashville is growing. I mean, they came here. They saw um, what a, a, an exciting and vibrant, diverse city we were and really wanted to capture that uh, with the next MLS expansion. I think I think what a lot of people don't understand about about the mayor's office and kind of the role of the, the role of the person who's in that in that uh, in that position is that a lot of times you're a, kind of an opportunity broker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that and that stuff comes along kind of during the tenure of a mayor. Uh, that it, whether or not, I mean, there and there are things that a mayor wants to do and and priorities and whatever else. But the, a lot of times there are just sort of things you're kind of managing those opportunities uh, there. I, what I wonder if I, you know this is a, this is a thing that that obviously it took kind of ownership and it took. Uh, it took the kind of the will of an administration to to do, but the but the the stadium piece of it was so important. Yeah. Um, what was what were the conversations that like that that, that led you to be, be like, okay, here's the fairgrounds spot, and it, and and the investment is right. You know, they tore down all the sheds, got yep. got kind of brand new pieces of it, got new road work through there. But why the fairgrounds? I mean, you'd you'd had kind of a history with the fairgrounds. You'd you would you would yeah. try to redevelop the fairgrounds on the council here, you know, several years before. Yeah. And and again, with the 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 voters said no, they didn't want that. They wanted the investment in the the uh, fairground site. And so I took that to heart as the as the mayor and said, okay, what would be key investments that we could make into this facility that's 117 acres of underutilized assets for for um, Davidson County. And so you're right. I, being the mayor is oftentimes about luck, opportunity, brokering those things that come out of nowhere that uh, you never thought were going to happen. I mean, if you had said, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that we did talk about this during the mayor's race, but it wasn't really on anybody's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, thinking through and thinking that we're going to do this actively. And I think that's exactly right. Uh, how much fun is it to try to negotiate financing for a stadium with city council? Well, the good news is if, you know, you are part of a team, I mean, that that's the one thing with, with any mayor, I think, who comes into office, you know, you don't know everything. You absolutely want to put around you the best and the brightest to make sure that you're negotiating the best deals. And it's not just you as the negotiator. It's the team that's negotiating and all of these people who have specialties. Um, and so it's it's a real effort with a lot of different um, components that go into it. So but it, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the the, the it's going to. Uh, rise or fall on whether or not the person that you're negotiating with um, actually likes the deal. When uh, you still had to get a, kind of get it through the council. Yeah. So, but the, the votes on that, I mean, you got like 30 plus votes. Yeah. Uh, I think in, I think in every kind of vote that came before the council. Um, yeah. it, it's interesting there was this deal there at the the previous deal that the council had done. I think this was actually when you were on the council was um, Mayor Dean had kind of pushed, uh, had pushed the baseball park in, in, in North of town. Was there anything that you learned from your time on the council to, to that about kind of how these things ought to be structured and kind of what the, you know, what the potential upsides and downsides of them are, because at, at some, at some point it had already started to kind of, leak out not much leak out but i mean that that deal kind of leaked money um and and so sure. th there were protections that kind of needed to be put in place anything you was there anything you learned from that that you that you put into the the mls deal 
Sure. I mean, I think what you always are worried about are what are taxpayers on the hook for? And what does that mean? And what, how does that look? How do you stopgap any any of those potential losses and, and risk and make sure that the risk is being borne by the owners or uh, and not the taxpayers? And so, I mean, I think we what we also saw with, with the investment in that part of town for the baseball stadium was a revitalization. And I think that was also the goal around the fairgrounds is to be able to revitalize that piece of, of unused property and then the surrounding community. I mean, you've seen that happen. And I think those were two really great lessons to, to take away from the baseball stadium. What is the biggest misconception? I mean, there, there are certainly people that are deep in the weeds on all the details of stadium right. negotiations, but like what, the average Nashvilleian who's just sort of an average casual fan walking around. What is the biggest misconception about these situations, these negotiations that, that people don't like, again, we're going to go through this with the Titans here. What, yeah. what is the biggest misconception that you think you learn through that process that fans have about how the process works? Well, I think that one of the misconceptions is that that everything is already known up front. It's not. I mean, you negotiate. That's what it is. It's a negotiation. And there's give and take on both sides. And that that's the process that you have to go through. And as much of that process that can be public should be public. Um, because again, these are these are public assets um that are being discussed. And then and taxpayers should absolutely have an understanding of what wh who's giving what, um, who's getting what. Who's on the hook for what? Um, and it can be, I mean, you know, they don't have to probably have the deep understanding um, of who's going to, you know, how many uh, parking spaces there needs to be. But hey, if there's only going to be, you know, 2,000 and right now we have 7,000, I would be concerned as a taxpayer of trying to figure out where are those other 5,000 people going to go? <laughs> you know, but that, but those are weeds. Right. You know, the, the big picture is, am I on the hook for this? And if I am, why? And if I'm not, who is the so let's 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 talk about kind of deals and kind of like wrapping your head around it as a mayor. Um, we did a baseball stadium, did a soccer stadium. Now we're looking at a Titan stadium. Uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of the Titan stadium uh, deal? And I, I don't want to I don't want to put any words in your mouth. Uh, your, your husband's written a bunch about this. But I am not my husband. But for the look so, at, you know. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, you know, RTs are not endorsements. Right. However. I know. You've retweeted, I mean, a, you've retweeted a bunch of them. I, yeah, I, well, because he's my husband. Come on, Steve. Sure, sure. So, you know, I, I, you're making me laugh because I'm having a flashback to when, when I was mayor. And, you know, Bruce has opinions. Bruce, my husband, has opinions, which I think most of us who are married to people have opinions. And um, he was always free to to share those opinions widely with whomever he wanted when I was in office. But that it was those weren't always necessarily my opinions. Um, now, having said that, I would tell you that I think that there is still a lot to know about this uh, Titans deal. And there is a lot of there are a lot of great questions that should be being asked. Um, I did read um, Councilman Mendez's piece this morning um, in the Nashville Business Journal. And, you know, he's he's headed up this whole process um, with the community and the East Bank. Now, I'm going to take him on uh, at, on his face that he is actually trying to put out into the the the, the world the information that he has gathered. Um, and I think that that information raises some really good points. And I would if I were in the mayor's office, I would try to answer them because they're they are good questions. Uh, by the so way, I think, a, well, I, uh, first of all, I got to say, I think Kellyanne Conway and James Carville agree with all of the things you just said. I um, think they do. <laughs> uh, you're the you're the the mayor calls you in and says, "Give me some advice based on your experience." W what are you telling him? Well, that would be an interesting phone call. Yes, um, so, <laughs> uh, the, the mayor, lower lowercase M. Let's just say lower lowercase okay. M. <laughs> um, so I I mean I'm telling anybody who is sitting in that seat that you actually have to, you know, listen to people who are your detractors in ways that are meaningful because they probably have some good information and you should be able to address it. You shouldn't just say like, you know, blow it off. Um, actually be attentive to this and don't be a bulldozer. Um, you want the you want the the public to come along with you. Now I would tell you that most of the my you know my um, experience right now is the public isn't really paying that much attention to this. Um, there there's not a referendum. 
Um, I don't know if Vanderbilt's done a poll on this lately, um, but man, it would be interesting to see what Nashvillians think about this. And if I were the mayor, I'd want to know. I'd want more information. What would you think? What would you say to to candidates now that the mayor's race has has kind of heated up? Uh, should candidates be taking positions on the on the Titans deal or not? Some of them have to. They I mean, have Sharon, to. Right, right. Sharon Hurt and Freddie O'Connell are who are candidates yep. and are in the council. Yeah. Um, but but there are other others that that are getting in that may be in as of this recording or not or. Uh, <laughs> Right. Or, or, or it's, it's not me, though. Just be no, really clear. It is not. It is I'm not, not in. You, you, it is. It is not you. You, you, not me. you you've made it this, very clear. Okay. You made it very clear this week to yeah, in, yeah, in a, in a long email to, to people that you, that you were not running. I'm not running. But um, uh, but but should should everybody be taking a position on this? And yes. OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would go back to the, the um, convention center. Right. So when we were getting ready to make that critical investment into Nashville, there was a mayor's race happening at the same time. Um, and those all those candidates had to, whether they needed to vote on it or not, needed to have a position. And that to me just speaks to that you understand that this deal is happening, that you understand what this deal would, might potentially look like what it's going to look like for the four to eight years that you might sit in that seat, you need to have an opinion um, because that's what Nashvillians are going to ask you to do over the course of that four to eight years is to weigh in on really complex and hard things and to make choices and decisions. And I want to see that um, as part of the decision-making process for the folks who are running for mayor. I, I find it interesting that we give politicians on the national level such a hard time about like changing their opinions, what yeah. they say on a campaign trail and what they do in, in, in actual governance. Because I, I mean, personally, as someone who votes often in all of these things, I, I I respect someone who can give their personal opinion about something, but then listen to the constituents when they're actually in a role of governing. How do sure. you mess how do you message that to somebody that says, Hey, I, I may have voted against this or for this. Right. And I felt I feel this way about the stadium or I feel this way about the East Bank development. But then when push comes to shove, I have to make a decision because, you know, again, yeah. the, the people have spoken. How do you message that to people and try to get them to understand? Well, I mean, I think that that just that comes down to being, um, you know, somebody who's a thoughtful candidate who who and I would say to you at the moment that probably the majority of the people in this race don't have any idea what the terms of this are. None of us do. Um, and, and so I think that's part of, of the challenge. Sorry, my dog. When he stopped. Um, he, he apparently knows the terms of the deal. He apparently has it, the information. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I and I say, I think you're absolutely right. As a candidate, you have to be able to say, this is what I think. But, hey, if I get elected and I, you know, somehow I'm given, you know, a secret key to something and there's more information, then I'm going to have to decide um, what I know and, you know, and, and maybe reevaluate my opinion and my and what I'm going to do. Do you think do you think it's a I want to talk about the politics of this just for a little bit, because sure. I, find, I find it pretty fascinating. Sure. I, I think that most polling that's been done shows that this is upside down, that that, that people that are not in support, right? People are not in people. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. No. Are people paying in, you know, intense, close attention to this? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, but but it's also true that I think broadly speaking, it is not it's not a super popular thing. Right. Um, what would you how would you if, play campaign manager here for a second? You've got a candidate who's running for mayor. How would you advise them to kind of approach the to, to, to approach the the politics of this? Sure. Well, so going back to this idea that if, if you know, if, it, if it's upside down, if, if there isn't really clear support, then what do I as the candidate, if I believe in it, right, again, this is going to be about what, what I believe as a candidate. If I think it's a really great deal, then I better figure out how to tell and talk with constituents that I'm in support of this because of the following reasons. Um, and if I'm not in support of it, then I've got a base. <laughs> Well, it's, what's funny is, again, if if no one has the details of the deal and no one truly knows all of the details of the deal, right. then it comes down exclusively to messaging strategy. And clearly we know what one of them is, which is we're going to get taxpayers off the hook. Like that's a popular messaging strategy that yeah. I, I am surprised has not worked as well. Um, because, again, I think I, I think largely people outside of Davidson County are very much in support of the Tennessee Titans staying here. 
And yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to see the split of Davidson County versus versus sort yeah. of middle middle Tennessee. Um, so if we don't like how, how do, you, you said you're going to take Councilman Mendez's, you know, statements on face value. We've got to take the mayor's office on face value. Is that yeah. all voter? Is that all voters can do is just take? I people? think at the moment, I think it is right, because those are the two streams that we've got this East Bank, um, you know, team that uh, Bob was the the chair of. And then you've got the mayor's office coming out with their mess, you know, their messages. And and so, I, you know, but as a, an average voter, I probably don't have the the time to, to dig down into all of those weeds on all of this. Um, I think that with these mayor forums that are going to start and with the mayor race, you're I, I do think that this is going to be an issue. Now, you know, it's possible that some people would say, well, it won't be an issue because this will be a done deal um, that the council is going to vote in the next uh, six to eight weeks. And so this will be off the, the table. Maybe so. But whomever is sitting in that seat is going to have to implement it. And that what? and like just voting on a term sheet doesn't mean that um, everything's all taken care of. Hypothetically, if the let's just say that the mayor's office is closer on the numbers, just for the sake of discussion here. Um, how, how much conversation do you have with the organization, with the team? Like, obviously, in your situation, there wasn't really a team. It was sort of like this thing in that was right. in people's brains. It was John Ingram and some other folks. And it, like, how do you go to them and say, get, get people the, the information they need to make an informed decision? Like, how can can the mayor's office go to the Titans? Like, what are those conversations like when it comes to the team helping a message? Because the Titans have sort of painted themselves into this saying, look, we're not interested in leaving, which gives right. the city, which gives the voters in the city some leverage, which may also be a part of this. So what, what are your conversations like as the person in charge of the negotiations and the team? Like, how do they? How do they help you with that messaging? Sure, sure. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 and I'm going to use John Ingram as a as the example, right? There, there is always a face to an ownership, um, and they have a, the Titans have a face to their ownership. Um, and what is it? Be, is it is that face Burke Nihill or Amy Adams Strong? I think it's I think it's Amy. Oh come yeah. on. Steve, I'm just saying that's ridiculous. Look, Amy Adams Stroke is like the most popular human in the city yeah, right now. I, mean, I, I, I don't disagree. She just, yeah. I mean, I think just, it's Amy. I mean, she's just not public. I mean, that's the thing. No, that's right. I mean, I think it's Amy, and I mean, I think that you know, and and I and I like Amy. And I, hey, look, just to to be clear, I love the Titans. I don't want to see him go. Um, I just want Nashville to have a, a good deal. And I think one of the things that that we bump up against here a lot is that you know, with with John and his folks. You know, there were stop gaps for safety for um, taxpayers. And so, you know, where are those those um, parameters in this deal? Do we do we feel confident that about that? We, we haven't even talked about what the state is is weighing in on. And now do you actually have confidence that whatever deal you're going to negotiate isn't going to go sideways because the the state's going to end up playing in some weird way that you never anticipated? Um, but. The problem with Amy and, and the team is just that they're they're not how do you even say this? They're not rich billionaires, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean that seems like a ridiculous statement, but it it plays into this. And so, you know, these gorgeous state stadiums that we see across the United States that have recently been built have been almost solely built by private funds by really, 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 really rich people. Um, and so you know, that's not the case here. So then the conversation becomes, well, why doesn't the team build this? You know, they would have to restructure some of their finances to make that happen. But why should I or, you know, any taxpayer be on the hook for something that they're not that they don't want to do? And I, you know, and I mean, like you said, Amy's well loved in this town. I mean, I think she could she could be a, a face that is talking about this in ways that talk about how much she loves being in Nashville and loves the team. But I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Top owners in the NFL are, for those that don't know, the top owners in the NFL are 25 X. What, yeah. what the, uh, the, the, the Adams family is, is technically worth and the Titans organization is technically worth. Um, how, how does the state element play into this? Like the state being involved in this, it didn't seem like that was a, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't, I don't remember that being a part of, um, the soccer process at all? How does that change the dynamics of the entire process with the state? Sure. Being sure, sure. Well, the state was involved in, in the fact that we were partners. I mean, the state wanted, you know, Governor Haslam was absolutely all in on helping us recruit and get those folks here and 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 stuff. And and he was a partner, um, not a thorn. And so I think that- Well, and he had a bunch of ex-aides of his that were heavily involved in, yeah, the, in the organization. Yeah. 
Senator Haggerty. You know, I mean, there were lots of people who were, um, I think, you know, Randy Boyd. I mean, there were lots of people. Well, I think Will Alexander had worked in ECD. and Will Alexander. Yeah. I mean, there were a whole bunch of, of folks who were, you know, really excited about this opportunity. And so the state was a partner. Um, now, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the behind the door is happening if the state is a partner, but based on their conversations about Nashville and and the the financing that we had for in place for the convention center, this idea that somehow a, a deal that was struck in 2010 with a, a financing model that could then be upended 12 years later, 13 years later, because the state is angry at us. I mean, I think that that would give me a lot of pause based on how we were going to structure the financing. The the to to kind of return it to the race here a little bit. Um, sure. And I'm I'm sure this is something that you thought about when you were thinking about you know do I run again or not. The temperature between the state and the and 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 Metro is, I mean it's it's Chilly. a bad relationship right now. Chilly. <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. So how does how does that get fixed? Well, I think because it, because there's so many issues. I mean, yeah. just like like this, like a, a, yeah, yeah. a thousand downstream things that yeah. that are affected by it. It's got to. I mean, I think it has to get fixed. I think that that it, it's key. And I, and I and I think that you, you know this interplay that is happening very publicly between a lot of the folks at the state legislature and and then in, in Nashville about being at odds with each other when we are this incredible economic engine, I just think is interesting. And and for me, you know, I've heard uh, Speaker Sexton speak um, a couple of places now where, where his remarks are very clear that the business community, and he says that as a monolith, so I don't know who those people are, but the business community is absolutely with the state legislature when they are making these decisions about how to impact Nashville. And if I were in office, I'd want to know who those business leaders were. And I would definitely be wanting to have additional conversations with them about how, why they think that, how that, how we got here, like, how does that happen and how they can help us? Because it clearly, the, the people that, that Sexton um, are listening to are business leaders, They're not listening to elected officials for sure. So how do you become and co-opt those folks back to being your allies again? I assume that business leaders have the best interest of the vast majority of all human beings in the state of Tennessee of course at, they the, do. at the heart of their interests. Um, what went into your decision not to run? Why, why not? Uh, yeah, because um, because this race is for me. I don't want to become a sideshow. Right. We are talking. We've just spent, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes talking about one issue that is going to be part of this race. And there's a multitude of issues that are so much, um, you know, more relevant and needed in our city. And I don't want to be a sideshow. And, and sadly, the re the, the way I left office um, could create that. And so let's, yeah, let's not do it. Let, let's just, and plus Bruce and I are, are in a great place. We actually have a really um, great life. And so running for office upsets that a little bit. <laughs> no, no way. No. Um, so, so you, so you no. do have a position on the, the current stadium deal then, right? <laughs> yeah. You heard that <laughs> through the last 30 minutes, right? Well, it, I, I'll be very clear. Like I, I am, I am the person they are trying to communicate with. Not, right. not just, not just because I'm in the media, but I am a Davidson County taxpayer who lives a couple of miles from the stadium. I have two daughters in Metro schools. Yeah. I care. I care about the East Bank development being used yeah. for all people, and so right. I'm do, trying to do my best job to understand both sides of the equation, and then decide for my own self. Like, and again, it seems like I I'm getting too. too <laughs> I, right. It sounds like it. It sounds like to to both of your points in this conversation that it's trending a, a different direction than I expected it to trend. To be honest, and I don't know how you guys feel about that. That's not really a question. Uh, it's just a conversation starter. Well, well, I mean, let me turn it back to you, since because you are all those things um, that you just articulated. I mean, what do you think? I I think uh, I I see the facts on both sides, right? That are being told to me, right? And I like the facts on both sides. This is the problem, right? Right. right <laughs> I like right. I like the points that one side makes. I I understand them. I get it. The floodplain and the investment and the the. The tax recapture could be used for something else and a million other things. I understand all of those sure. things. I also know how much, whether we can put a dollar figure on it or not, how much an NFL franchise has meant to the growth of the city. 
Um, and to, to the growth of whom I think is another question is very, it's very important. Um, to me, it's sort of like, honestly, and I don't, this is not meant to be like an endorsement of some plan, but if they, if they gave me a plan in the middle where I knew that the city was on the hook for a chunk of this, but it was also going to then end up in green space and affordable housing and, you know, whatever transport, some sort of public transportation, um, downtown in some way, then, then I would, I, I think it would be a very easy deal to close, but I, that there's a lot of different invested factors in, in yeah. that. So. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> what a, what a politician. <laughs> you can put me. I was just going to say, or, or, or is there going to be an announcement from you later? Today? I was just going to say, you know? <laughs> put, put, put me on a comms team, man. I'm ready to go. You're ready. I will not seek, nor will I accept. Nor will I. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did want to ask you here kind of real quickly here before, uh, and I knew you're giving us a lot of your time. We appreciate it. Um, uh, you announced uh, last year that well, there was a story written. I don't think you actually, I don't think you were holding an announcement uh, thing, but that you're writing a book. Yes. Uh, uh, kind of where's the book uh, sure. right now? And, uh, uh, you know, kind of where are you in the process of it? And uh, and, and when's it coming out? Yeah, sure. Th- thanks for asking. Uh, so the, the book is, in t- is titled, um, It's What You Do Next. Uh, and it's about the three things that I love the most. It was, it's about uh, Max. My our, our son. It was about uh, being mayor of this great city that I loved, and it's about Bruce, my husband, and it's about the two things that I lost, Max and my job, and the one thing I could save, uh, my marriage to Bruce. And my hope is that it will be an inspiration. It, it, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, you know, does it start the day you were born? I'm like, no, it's from 2015 <laughs> to 2019, folks. Um, it's that that slice of time uh, when I was in office. And uh, it, it has to be to the publisher by July and it'll come out next year. So. What, awesome. what What is the, uh, can you try to take us through like, I mean, again, th- th- you don't have to answer this, but I'm curious about the, um, like, what kind of emotions do you experience physically putting words down on a page? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's a journey. I mean, you know, and it, it's, 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 this book has changed over the, 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 the course of me writing it for sure. Um, you know, there, there are, have now become things that like, maybe that doesn't need to really be out there. You know, let's take that out. Um, And so I think that uh, the process is, especially when, when I'm writing about Max, um, you know, there's joy and pain um, in, in those paragraphs, but it's, but it's mostly joy because by putting him back on a page, um, he gets to live again. And I think that's, that's part of um, the process, but you know, I can't lie. It does also make me sad. Yeah. When uh when do when do you have to be when do you have to be done writing in order to kind of get to the July first is July my 1st? yeah and I find like a thousand things like this to do today um that gets in the way <laughs> but, I was, so I, I want to thank you for that <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like she needs to go Steve yeah, That's yeah. What it sounds like. <laughs> so, well but, yeah I'm excited about it. thanks for asking. Yeah, th- thank you so much for giving us uh, some perspective, a little sure. history lesson there. We do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for inviting me. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and figure out um, where you're going to be on this issue. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. Bye. Lamestream Sports is a podcast about Nashville sports media and business. And it is, in fact, brought to you by Jaspers. That's it, Jaspers. That's it. End of, end of ad. Go to Jaspers. <laughs> no, no. Go to Jaspers. Um, Thanks. No, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna reiterate what I said earlier in the show about uh, about Soup Sunday. Look, that uh, I'm telling you, Steve, you're a food per- you're a food critic. Jaspers is uh, they've been attacking all the the worst epidemics in food, that free parking, uh, all that stuff. But the idea that you could eat 35 of the most creative, most spectacular soups you will ever try in your life. All they're not menu items, right? From all these restaurants, and Jasper's is a part of this. So go to Jasper's Soup Sunday, benefiting our kids at Nissan Stadium on Sunday, eleven a.m. Tickets are only twenty five bucks, five bucks for kids. There's tons of cool stuff for kids. The kids have a great time. I've taken mine every year for like six straight years now. Um, so the kids, the kids look forward to it. They love it now. But I like you've been. I've been a bunch. The creativity is off the charts, and I'm I'm proud to see Jaspers be a part of this on Sunday. Very glad to see them uh, supporting Soup Sunday. I, I will be out there as well, uh, helping another restaurant. Uh, <laughs> what are you but, doing? But uh, 
I'm, I'm just volunteering. And that's all gonna, I'm doing. Is, all that matters is who you're going to vote for. If I see your ballot and Jasper's is not number one on the list, I'm going to be very upset. I know so what I'm the, eating. So are the quarter zips. <laughs> um, I know what I'm eating. I, I'm, I've already got. I've already got like. I've already got like ten places circled. Jasper's on the list. Here's okay. Here's the thing. Do you, let's say there. I don't know how many total there are this year. Usually there's between like thirty. It's a bunch. Thirty-two to forty-ish. Let's say. Yeah. I have done all soups once or twice. Do you think you could get to all forty? Let's say there's forty. No. Could you get to trying all forty soups? Now they come in these little tiny cups. They don't come in like big bowls. They're little little cups. You get about they're, three, they're three soup bites. shooters essentially. Yeah, you get about three bites per soup, but generally they come with like a like a crazy awesome creative topping, like a you know like a little crispy French bread or like a you know some fancy crispy cheese or something like you know fancy people fancy chefs making fancy food. Um, I I want to see if you can get to all all forty. <laughs> Is that a dare? Yeah, I I. I, how about this? I will buy you a bottle of whiskey if you take if you show me forty cups that are empty. You buy me a bottle of Tums. Well, I mean that too. I, I mean that that's uh, I, I no, I'm not going to eat forty soups on 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 Sunday. You can also, by the way, uh, take home whatever soup you love. So make sure you check. You know, if you're going to Soup Sunday, make sure you buy the quarts. You can get the quart and go go to the location. Go to Jasper's location and um, their little little table there, and you can ladle in the soup, and you'll take a whole quart home. We freeze them all the time and save them for later. So it, it is really a great event. Um, if you like food and you also like helping children, which I assume all of you do, um, then make sure you check out Soup Sunday event. OurKidsCenter.com is the website. Learn more about them. I know this is an ad for Jasper's, but Jasper's is at Soup Sunday. I'm just going to say, so. really appreciate that Jasper's uh, supporting our kids and, and the work yep. that our kids does because it's just... Uh, it's it's really vital sorts of uh, sort of stuff. Go to our kids and you and you can see you you can read all about it. Uh, but go to Jasper's because uh, they support good people and they support yep. good causes. Yep. The, the our kids supports essentially the most vulnerable humans in our community. That is what they do. Um, and I don't know I don't know what other what, what other cause do you need? So go check it out and go to Jasper's. That was Megan Barry, former mayor of the city of Nashville, giving some perspective on what all these candidates are going to have to look forward to <laughs> in the next few months. Now, I want to first ask you before we, you you rant and rave about Music City Baseball, um, I, I want to like the movement of the issue I find fascinating because I think when it first came out there, there was a lot of positive momentum and positive energy behind sort of the, the, the terms of the deal or at least a general sense of the terms of the deal. There's been some pushback by a few people, most notably Councilman Mendez. Um, how do you think this this issue has evolved over time, over the last six, eight months, nine months? We, you know, we've talked to Nate about it a bunch. What is your sense of how this issue has moved through the city, through the city and the community and the voters? I don't get the sense that it's moved very much. I mean, I, I think they had council support. You saw that in the test vote that was taken before uh, before Christmas. Um, they, I think the, I think the vote was like 28 to nine with the, with a couple of people sitting out. Um, I mean, they have the votes for the stadium, I think, uh, you know, they only have to have 20, vote, 20, uh, actually there's only 39 on the council right now. So they only have to have 20 votes. And so, I mean, I, I think I, I, do, I think this is going to pass the council. Yes, I do. Uh, do I think there's going to be an organized, uh, kind of push back against it. Uh, it certainly appears so. Uh, I mean, I think the first part of that is uh, Councilman Mendez. I, I, I think, in, in my mind, uh, kind of the most fascinating sort of piece of it is where does where does Councilman o um, O'Connell come down on it? Uh, uh, Councilmember uh, Sharon Hurt has already said that she's for it, um, and and she had she had put an amendment in. For some uh, to for some uh, protections around minority hiring and contracting, and uh, that was kind of that was kind of her her big issue along kind of kind of along with the the overall package. Um, I, I I think it's going to pass. I also think that I mean I think I, I think Mayor Barry was was astute to say she doesn't think that it's that it's percolated up kind of in the public very much uh, as much i don't think that it is generically super popular 
Um, but I also don't think that there is organized resistance against it either. Um, I mean, I so, think I, I think Mendez is I think Mendez is trying to rally some of the people sort of against the stadium right now. I, I, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out and kind of like how many people he can peel off. Can 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 he peel off ten more? You know, ten more people and 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 you know that twenty eight number that voted back in December. I mean, I think that I think that's a that's a that's a pretty hard number. I think that if they had to have it, they could probably twist some arms and get some more votes for it. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't think that this is going to, I don't think this is going to go down politically, but I, wow. but I, I, I Mendez is kind of the, the first signs of sort right. of oppo- a big opposition against it. A couple of questions for you and how it, one, how it affects the, the mayoral race. And then two, just the issue itself. Like, is this not, I know I'm not trying to get into too much politics here, but this is, this is this, but, but mayor Barry did say, you know, the business community, right? Like, is this classic sort of business community is very much going to benefit from this and is clearly, I, I, and they're, they're the ones pulling the strings here and the regular community. I don't, I don't is think not, that, or... no, I don't think that business community that the speaker section is talking about. I mean, that is some specific people doing some specific fundraising for him, but, but quite honestly, uh, I mean, the, the biggest kind of swath of, of, of the business community is not broadly supportive of kind of the the Republican a, a lot of these Republican positions that that are that are targeting Nashville. Well, okay, I guess maybe I should, let me rephrase that then. How how is it that the city council and the vote for this issue could be so cleanly won, and yet the public perception of it be almost not not opposite, but clearly trending in the other direction? How, how is that a phenomenon that could happen? Because I think I think a council and and I think any legislative body is not is not directly representative of the people that vote for it. I mean, I mean you see this in I mean, you see this in Congress right now. I mean, Congress is not is not as a whole broadly representative of of the electorate. I mean, the only there's a lot bigger middle than than what shows up elsewhere, uh, and I, I think that middle largely does not have its mind made up. How does the vote, um, let's say it passes, like you and I both think it does, how does that affect the mayoral race? Mayor Barry said everyone needs to have a position on this. I think it's probably smart to do that. But where does it, and and I think the one thing Councilman Mendez said that is absolutely true is that the East Bank development and the Titan Stadium have to be lumped together into a singular issue. Yeah, I mean, um, they're, they're, they're I, I think he, I think that critique is is exactly right. I mean, these are, these are not independent things that exist in a vacuum. Uh, so I mean, then, how does that affect the mayoral race? If it, I, if it passes, if they pass the if they pass the the this term sheet uh, through the council, I think it largely makes the makes it a moot point because I think I, I think the public two billion, perception two, on two billion dollars just not an issue in the race anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's I know. I mean, so I ask so it, for the for the banner, I have been doing a series of. Um, of introductory Q and A's when, when a candidate gets into the mayoral race, I've been sitting down with them and kind of asking them kind of, kind of deeper dive and letting them have kind of more than just kind of a soundbite or a sentence or two to kind of explain an issue or a position or kind of, uh, you know, reason why. Yeah. So the last one, when Jim Gingrich got into the race here last week, I, I had a I had a long conversation with him. And one of the things I asked him because he is kind of broadly against this deal and wrote a, uh, wrote a letter to the council saying this last year about kind of like why he thought the deal was bad and how he would have negotiated something different or kind of wanted uh, wanted all these things uh, kind of done in a different way. And and I asked him, I said, I said, if you're the mayor and this deal is there in front of you, I said, are you going to honor it? And he said, yeah. He said, you know, I, I will honor the obligations of the city. And I think that's that's the position that 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 any of these candidates are going to be in, which is that they're not going to be in a position to radically undo any sort of deal. I mean, John Cooper was against the MLS stadium uh, when he was a when he was a council member, and when he became mayor, was uh, you know the the faced accusations that he was trying to throw, uh, you know, trying to throw something in the sprockets of the deal to stop the stadium from being built. 
you know, to be fair to Mayor Cooper, they would say they were holding out for to, they were holding it out to make it the best possible deal. Uh, I, which could which there they, be something which, which they got right? I mean, which 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 they got. I mean, the stadium is the stadium is is completely financed by by John Ingram and his ownership group. Uh, but it was, you know, the, again, this is we're talking about nibbling around the margins here. It was right. ninety percent financed by them beforehand, anyway. Uh, and so, I, I think that any mayor, any mayor that takes over after Cooper is going to have a number of different uh, things that are put before them that they have a chance to uh, that they have a chance to act on. This I don't think is going to be one of them. I think this is going to be a deal that they're going to have to honor. In some way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, would they have done it differently? Maybe, but you know, they weren't mayor at that point. Oh, such easy stuff, man. Just such easy, you know, <laughs> laid back, <laughs> no big deal stuff. Just three, four billion dollars in the entire future direction of the city. No big deal. No big, no big deal. deal. No big deal. Um, well, and and wanted... you know, the, and the and the truly kind of scary part about all this, and, and Mayor Barry brought this up, and I think she's exactly right, and other people have written about this. Um, there's a bill there's a bill in the state legislature right now that would that would take away the funding stream and and, and it, it, one of the, you know several of these streams are set up in order to fund the stadium but they would take away that stream uh for the music city center yeah that that's a and yeah. i i got news for you as a davidson county taxpayer uh it is it pays it gives for a lot of more shit. than a little bit of pause <laughs> that yeah. yeah yeah that that some people who don't live in Nashville mm-hmm. might might be able to suddenly stick Nashville with a very large bill uh, and that is that is that is the horrifying sort of piece of this now it, will they actually do that i don't know i you know i i'm hearing rumblings of maybe some détente in that area but you know We'll see. Man, it, it, this that there's I, there's nothing more fascinating to me that combines like media, politics, sports, business, and like my neighborhood than than stadium stuff. I just I I'm obsessed with stadiums, and I also don't envy. I will say this: like obviously, Megan Berry's story is very well documented. Um, you know, people have opinions about Mayor Cooper. People have opinions about every political figure. That's just the way it is. But I I do not envy the the all of the details of trying to make every possible constituent happy and, and trying to figure out a way you're not going you, to, cause you can't do it. You can't do yeah. it. You're going to have to take, you sort of have to try to make everyone 60% happy. Like is the best, is like the best you can do. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You want to, well, I, I mean, the, anything the, else to say before I really let you explore the studio space? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I do think that, um, I, I do think you know this is the, this is a question that we've been asking people as kind of they get into the race and 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 I, I do I do agree with Mayor Barry that you know everybody should have to take a position on this, um, but you know it may be it may be moot it may the whole thing may be moot by the time there's there's that there's is a so, mayor elected in August that is so fascinating to me that's the part that's so fascinating it's like they're just going to take it off the the table of issues and it's like. The it'll impact every single other thing that we do in our city largely. And, and, and honestly, I mean, I, I thought this thing was going to be done by January, yeah, the January. The, yeah, before the first of the year because I didn't think that they wanted to risk making this a campaign issue. Um, and and there's there's a lot of other stuff, but it may be a council issue. I mean, I I think I think this has gone late enough. That this will be an issue in council races. The 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 thing of it is is that with the the, the state right now is going to redraw the metro council. I was going to say how many council races from to into like probably like twenty seats with no at larges, and so if that happens, you know you're going to have twenty brand new independent races with no incumbents, Ooh. and <laughs> and this is definitely going to be an issue in in the middle of all of it, and so I I think that. I think that this probably should have been done. Yeah, uh, um, I can't. Last I can't. year, if if you if if you're a supporter of the deal, you really wish this could have been this this could have been wrapped up before then. Man, I I I can't wait to discuss the the implications of going from forty to twenty seats in our city council. 
Awesome. Gang. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's no ratings and recommendations today. I just want to hear you go on this. <laughs> our favorite pastime on live stream sports. Go to Jasper's, by the way. Um, check out our, our kids soup Sunday this weekend. Buy some tickets. Go check it out. Um, It'll be great. Great fun for the family. Great food. It's all great. Jasper's is supporting it. So you should support it too. Um, so uh, what, what's the, what's the latest Steve? What's the latest in music city baseball? Do we, do we have a stadium? Do we have an owner and a location? Is is baseball coming to Nashville because they're going to be in the Eastern conference? Well, funny. You should ask that. <laughs> the, because fucking, WKRN, the fucking Eastern conference WKRN has weighed in on this. And by weighed in on this, I mean, Blake Easton, had had a story who is blake eason you say we'll get to that oh, uh don't the, don't pick on the guy come on uh i'm not picking on him we'll get to that <laughs> uh, has a story major league baseball gaining momentum in music city <sighs> and and I, I have to hand it to the i have to hand it to the comms people at at uh the nashville stars they they have they've crushed dude you got to give them credit I got get, hey, don't don't hate don't hate the players, hate the game. But wow, that is the whitest thing I have ever yeah, said. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's 2020 uh, and and it's 40 years old, but don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh kind of hand it to them. They found you know water sink you know, finds like the lowest level. Yep, yep. The stars found their found their newest taker. Somebody who got to who, who came to Nashville in November. Uh, who used to work for the Atlanta Braves, uh, and uh, you know was the, was was their mark, and got got this story wow. on Channel Two. I, I think it was like a multi day thing on like the Channel Two morning show. Uh, you know, they talked to Dave Stewart. They talked about the star's name and the logos, and and they're in the middle of the story is a pretty exceptional sentence. Music City, quote, Music City Baseball will need financing and a stadium plan to bring Major League Baseball to town, and board members believe they have found their future home. Stewart said, Stewart said Music City Baseball is looking north. And this is the whole North Nashville sort of project stuff. So. Yeah, they will need and financing and a stadium plan. Just, Steve, it's just they a couple things. It's just a couple the, things. The, all the Nashville stars... Uh, Listen, let's distill it down. All the Nashville Stars need is money and a place to play. That's not that and, much. And and once they have that, by God, That's... momentum, momentum, momentum is being created <laughs> in music. Media. But those are not that big a deal. We just They're heard not... Megan, Megan Barry just went and got it. You know, she just went and got John Ingram in, a, in the fairgrounds. Done. It's easy. You can do it. See, it didn't Listen, cost her it... any stress at all. This is this is this is your this is your 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 typical warning that it, unless there is a capital B billionaire attached to this project, this project is vaporware. It is not. It, it is. It, it is absolutely. It is absolutely insane that the media continues to write these stories and take and, and to credibly say uh, momentum is being you know, momentum is being created. You know they go out and they talk to Buster Only now. Buster Only. Good guy, Buster only former uh former banner sports writer back in the day. Got his start there out of Vanderbilt. And a, an uh, unbelievable wiffle ball pitcher, by the way. Uh, oh, really? You know. Oh, yes. that's good to know. Like I've seen him get major league baseball players. I've heard about stories about him getting major league baseball players out. But I mean, they're like they're like down in the bottom of the story quoting Buster only going, Yeah, you know, that you know, it'd be great. I mean, Buster's cheerleading the, the, the thing as much as anybody else, which is fine. But I mean the the economics of this. Are literally disintegrating around baseball. Yeah. If you paid any attention in the last few weeks to uh, to the, the regional sports networks and major and major league baseball, just go search major league baseball and regional sports networks. And you, what what the the word that keeps coming up is bankruptcy. Uh, uh, MLB this, affects, this affects the Preds and the Grizzlies, by the way. Yeah, I mean. The, the the Sinclair the the Sinclair unit that that has twenty one different uh, regional sports networks is is in, in the is almost insolvent, uh, and and that and that includes Valley Sportsnet here, Di Sinclair Diamond, Diamond Sports, <laughs> um, Diamond Sports I think is the name of it yeah, and so they have 
what they did was Sinclair rolled a bunch of these RSNs up into a package and said, you know, we can we can be this kind of player in both sports and local news and I mean and local sports and all these kind of rights and whatever. And as people have cut the cord, it has the the yeah. the the fundamentals have completely disintegrated out from under these things to the point that I mean when it is not an accident that when MLS was looking at the landscape and they built a TV deal, they built it all through Apple. It's all streaming with partners then on broadcast networks that are downstream from that, mm-hmm. not, not, not the reverse. And so all of the rights are, all the rights are flowing that way. The, the, the way the MLB deals are structured, there's significant revenue attached to these, these RSNs. It matters, uh, you know, so, it matters more in other markets than than, than the, others. The, the St. Louis Cardinals get almost ninety percent of their revenue from this company and their rights yeah. deals. And it, it is it is the Predators signed a new contract with them in last fall, like literally like six months ago. Yeah, and, and it's it, it's going to have an impact on these franchises, yeah. but it is going to have an impact on on Capital B Baseball. And listen, the reason why baseball wants to expand is because they want expansion fees. They want uh, the other owners want more money coming to them uh, from the from these other markets. That's, believe... That is the prime motivation behind all of this. You could call it a Ponzi scheme if you want to. Ooh. I have not called it a Ponzi scheme, but hey, <laughs> many people are talking. It's not what you just said. I, th- I believe that fee is about a billion dollars, by the way. Um, the 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 quarter zips at, J- at Jasper's go to Jasper's sent us a. Uh, a realignment uh, graph of like, like Jim Bowden is a, a longtime former GM who's been in the media for a long time. Very smart guy, but he but he put together a proposed realignment like thing, and I I missed that, it. But but the but the Eastern zip, Division thing that no, the, but the but the quarter zips at uh, Jasper's did not miss it, and of course because we all like to to trigger Steve Cavendish. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we we got it on a text thread. My my problem isn't that Nashville as an expansion franchise is in the southeast with the Marlins Rays. Woohoo! And Braves, I mean, I guess that makes sense. The fact is, is that he proposed an Eastern fucking conference. There's no conferences in baseball. This is like crying. There's no crying. There's no conferences in baseball. There are leagues. This is Come the on, thing Jim. you're mad. About. This is the thing you're mad about. Yes, but well, because I already, I already, I already have all the other stuff. Like I already know that that look that money and a place to play are just not that important to baseball. Like you can just you can just have baseball here. Now let me ask you this. I was I was talking. Just this is a completely off offshoot here, and because I, what's what's weird about your complaints about this, and not weird, maybe it's why you're so irate about this all the time, and why, like you said, don't don't hate don't hate the game, don't hate the player. That it's worked because I get asked about it all the time by people that aren't necessarily like they're sports fans, they like baseball, but they're not. Like they ask about it all the time. I say, what's the deal with this baseball thing? Are we going to get, well, baseball's coming. It's like this common thing that comes up in social gatherings. And I, I'm curious, I don't know if there's no, there's no land for it, but like if you could take the way down church, the compound, the, you know, the, uh, the Gwen Shamblin thing that's like right there off of what is it? Hills, Hillsborough road right there off of uh, Concord South. It, wouldn't that be an interesting location? Like between the city and Williamson County? Like, is that, I'm, I'm just making shit up here at this point, but like, isn't that the location that you think would be? You think you think I don't you know. Think the, you think that the fight would be epic? Oh God, yeah. Uh, can you can you imagine the the the, yes. the people that and the neighbors around there that would dig in against a stadium? Oh, I love it. I I don't know where they would put it in Williamson County. I mean, they would probably have to put it like way way Thompson, south, Thompson Station. Yeah, yeah, like Thompson Station. Yeah. Uh, and if they put it anywhere, if they put it anywhere north of Franklin. I mean, the litigation alone will will last for years. The, the the term Wrigleyville, build it downtown next to the Titans East Bank development. Let's turn it into a Wrigleyville thing. Is something that comes up like from almost all of my friends. Yeah, and I'm just, and, and I'm just and, like, and I'm just like, I'm like, how are you going to sell forty thousand tickets to eighty one games? And that's not even talking about the barrier to entry that you always complain about right so like, it is there is like i don't even know how i don't even know how it works much it less. is not it is not going to it is not going down downtown the building that tpac is currently in is going away the state owns that building the state is setting aside 200 million dollars in their next budget to help for the next iteration of tpac that will be on the east bank if they were able to pull off a PSE Metals deal, it will go there. It is not going to be a baseball stadium. 
on the East Bank. And by the way, I cannot believe that the Titans, <laughs> with you know who have, who are in the middle of lobbying for a two point one billion dollar stadium, uh, are enamored in any way with sharing that space with a baseball team that that is that, that they, is that currently does not exist. Couldn't they like crush all the momentum with like one big press release? I mean, I know they don't want to because it probably upsets some partners, but like, wouldn't it be fun just to have them come out and say, we do not endorse baseball coming to Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, that would be oh, that would be highly entertaining. Yes, but, it would. But I, I just want to make this this plea. To 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 our friends in the media, <laughs> the next time this shit lands in your inbox, the next time a pitch comes your way. Ask two questions. Do you have a capital B billionaire attached to the project? And second, do you have the land for the stadium? Until both of those questions are asked in the, in the affirmative, answered in the affirmative, these all you're doing, all you're doing is uh is playing is playing into somebody's comm scheme. That's it. Mm-hmm. And and the more that you, you know. Blake is, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say Blake Farmer here because Blake Blake Farmer is a uh, is a very good reporter at WPLN. Blake Eason at WKN is just the latest victim in this uh, in this comm scheme. It is absolutely a commsy scheme. Sure. I like it. Uh, a pitch, huh? I see what you did there. Um, okay, all right. You feel better? No, but. Cause I, it's like my I got favorite, it out. It's my favorite thing that happens on the show. I got it out. It's my, it is, it's not even close. My favorite thing. I see one of these stories, and I just want to. I like. I want. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what Steve says. I, I, <laughs> by the way, I love you assholes triggering me on the uh, on the <laughs> on the text threads. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Here, here's the deal. If there's a lot of you listening that that have Steve's cell phone number. Please start sending don't him every single thing you see about don't baseball. If you see it from For love a, of God, please. If you do see not it from this. an Oakland reporter, if you see it from a Baltimore reporter, if you see don't it from Buster Olney, don't make me block your phone number. Send it do all it. to I, Steve. I, I will Gavin. block you. Don't do it. I'll block you on Twitter. I'll block you and I'll, I'll unfriend you on Facebook or I'll tag him. Tag him. Whatever you do on Cavendish. I will all the social medias. I will. I will block you. Please do not do this. Here's, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a watch party at Jasper's for a Preds game. All everything on me for for everyone who gets blocked by Steve Cavendish. So send him everything. Wow. And I will take all of you out to dinner for at Jasper's for beers and, and, and smash burgers. In that in that case in that case, everybody do this and, oh, and make Braden uh, let's make Braden pay. Yeah, but, that's fine. We'll expense it on the company account. It's all good. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you to Megan Barry for giving us some time. We do appreciate it, of course. Um, man, really try to take some time for yourself to work through the details of the stadium because it's really hard to understand exactly what the truth is. So. Uh, we shall see coming up in a vote very soon, but we do appreciate her time. At S. Cavendish, go to the Nashville Banner, NashvilleBanner.com. Sign up. Have good information sent right to your inbox about Nashville news. And we do appreciate you listening to the show, so rate, review, subscribe. You can get to me on Twitter, at Braden Golf. For Steve, I'm Braden. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Megan Barry. This has been Lane Stream Sports here on the 440 Sports Network.